This is Amber. And this is Shannon. And you're listening to Twin Beats, the Chicken Fanatics podcast. It's fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 26 of the Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast. My name's Shannon. I'm Amber. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so, let's see. I'm pretty excited because I've been doing, I've gotten a little bit of time in lately to do extras for the show, and many, many moons ago on the show, I mentioned that I was doing an audiobook. And I finally finished reading it. Yay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I don't swear in the show. And uh, <laughs> she's laughing. She's all... <laughs> but boy, does he want to. <laughs> and I won't be swearing in the audio book. Um, I'm going to edit all of that out. There was but, plenty of swearing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So this book is, uh, what would you say? Uh, photocopied yeah like pdf file yeah where you PDF can't you can scroll down you got to open each page up. right yeah it's small <laughs> and um the print is irregular and tiny and the font is weird it's from the 1800s yes yeah, right? so it's from 1895 so it's a little just everything the about language it's a little is weird <laughs> um yeah the wraparound text is weird so there'll be a couple of pictures and mm -hmm. then the text gets really narrow with a lot of the hyphenated words mm -hmm. and it's a weird way of expression they expression. use language difference so it's just awkward and there's a lot of um jargon you know related to raising poultry mm -hmm. so reading it out loud once through in a long enough block of text that it's usable without messing up at all is kind of challenging yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so but I, we got it done well yeah. i got it done uh -huh. um and i still have to do a bunch of editing then comes, i'll be swearing i get my turn soon comes amber's <laughs> turn for the swearing yeah <laughs> yeah but it's it's a very cool book it's all about victorian poultry raising and their yep. their practices um around the turn of the century and boy things are there's some different things in that book. They're pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought uh, a lot A lot of reading it was fun. Yeah. There are some things <laughs> that they recommend as treatments that are just... Just like, wow. Heresy, almost. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh. I almost want to put a, like, disclaimer at the book that says, oh, please don't... Yeah. yeah. You know, we have better ways now. So. Don't, don't really... Don't feed your chickens lead and, and like aconite or something you know? like isn't that like what they use in a witch well i know that they use aconite in a witch's flying potions so it's very like she just um, happens to know that you know yeah you know being a it's one of those things you pick herbalist. up <laughs> i am a chicken witch. flying potion you know <laughs> anyhow yeah uh <laughs> it's almost halloween i know gotta be careful with that stuff yeah yeah mm -hmm. no chicken witchery no here. we don't fly places we 
drive the hearse like civilized people. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that book is fun. It's also um, a lot about other kinds of poultry, too. There's geese, there's ducks, um, pigeons. Mm -hmm. And then there was a lot of stuff about diseases and how to treat it, those, which Some was interesting was cool. because it's not uh, the go-to stuff anymore. Yeah. But anyway, so hopefully we'll get that all edited up in, well, you know, as fast as we can yeah. and uh, in between everything else we're doing. But we are really excited to get it out to you guys. Yeah. And then we're going to charge you five gold shillings a piece. <laughs> no, we, we don't know what we're going to do um exactly uh but we'll make it available to you guys yeah. for yh yeah. i don't know yeah there was some talk of of contests maybe contests we'll, yes maybe contests have you entertain us we will extract favors from <laughs> you all right let's let's <laughs> not keep beating on that one what okay. else were we going to talk about before um, we went into the cabinet was there something no, else no i don't think so i think we're ready to go all right yes so let Onward into the peek. cabinet of chicken curiosities. Go, go, go. Go. So in Paris, um, the city has started funding this program where uh, I'll just use the post office as my main example. And I know that mm -hmm. there's many other buildings that they're doing this with. But um, so the post office in, in Paris, they have um, decided to make an urban farm on their rooftop and part of the em Whoa. employees jobs there as they're filing through mail and all these other things is to uh, go up on the roof and um, tend the garden and <laughs> the mayor there is unveiling a round of new projects and um, farming on the rooftops and um, it's becoming very popular around so the world. So that's a government-funded program. Yeah, which, isn't that something? So they're doing that on all of their government-building roofs, right? Or yeah, a good number of them, or whatever. And I Great. imagine um, that the you know the trend will catch on. There's a lot of um, say you know in New York and Tokyo, London and Paris, a lot of like really big big cities where they really don't have much by the way of um, you know plants and dirt and it's, sure. all, it's all covered in concrete there they've been there's Rooftop a big gardening is really good because it gets yeah. more green space into the yeah cities it's mm -hmm. great and and i wanted to mention really quick I, I went to this seminar on bees and we're not talking about bees too much today but they found that they actually outperform um bees that are on farms or on the ground they do they do better on the rooftops which is kind of amazing i don't remember why that was but i went and listened to a bee scientist uh, talk guess. about it and i thought that was super awesome and there's a lot of restaurants in these big cities that actually grow their own organic mm -hmm. food on top of their rooftop for the restaurants i so, can tell you that um rooftop bees in new york their honey tastes like coca-cola mm. <laughs> Which is kind of wow. kind of disturbing if That's you think about it. Disturbing, but wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. That's so weird. So that might have something to do with it. But that makes sense. So let's see here. Um Did did you happen to find out what the people at the post office do with the food? Yeah. Um, Hopefully they just sneak it into people's packages. Up your mail and there's a celery. Yeah. <laughs> 
you yeah, know. that would be cool. You get a surprise grub box from the post office <laughs> on your doorstep. I think that's what they probably do with it. Yeah. <laughs> surprise people. But let's see, the first wave of projects just in, in Paris that the mayor has proposed will lead to the cultivation on 32 sites. Um, they're going to, it's uh, expected <laughs> that they're going to produce 425 tons of fruits and oh. vegetables. Yeah. Uh, 24 tons of mushrooms, 30,000 oh, nice. flowers, the production of 8,000 liters of beer and 95 wow. kilograms of honey is what the article said, which sounds like massive. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, 40 sites, my gosh. Yeah. That guy's not kidding around. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, that's the, the postal workers grow fruit. They grow vegetables, including lettuces, um, eggplants, tomatoes. They breed chickens on top of the rooftop. and um, Nice. Yeah, they deposit the rooftop chickens up there. And, hmm. Yeah, and here's a quote from one of the postal workers. It said, we are postal workers who thought it was nice to be able to fulfill our dream, which is to work for a more edible city, said Sophie Jankowski. <laughs> Sophie wants to eat the city. Yes, a more edible city. <laughs> mm, good. So, I bet that's really good for morale if you work in a, because I've been in a post office before and watched yeah. how the sorting and everything gets done. Yes. And it's probably changed a bit, but yeah. I bet it hasn't become less monotonous. Yeah, and you know, peop, they, there's this this thing people say where people, postal workers go kind postal. of... Postal. Postal yeah. is a, a high-stress job, and um, the they do say that, that the project is... I'm going to the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now means a different thing. Right, right. That's going great. through the roof. <laughs> It, yeah, they're expecting that it'll change the way the employees see their workplace. Um, someone said, one of the, another postal worker said, it helps us connect with nature. We're in front of computers. We live in a virtual world. So doing those little things to help people reconnect with each other with the living, Corinne Leinhart says. So Yeah, you know, chickens and bees, mm -hmm. in my experience, are very relaxing to watch. They are. I used to, this yeah. This sounds kind of crazy until you've had bees, but I used to like to go and sit right next to the hive. Yeah. Just And just watch, just watch them, them fly in and out. Yeah. It's, it's almost like um, going and watching an airport. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you just yeah. there's this sort of regular, smooth... And then you know. there's lots of variations in it so that you see what what's this one doing? Except Why way is, cooler. Yeah, super cool. Way, way cooler. Yeah. I've seen the beehives with the glass sides so you can observe them going and doing things inside. Yeah. There. I didn't have yeah. one of those, but that would have been neat. Yeah. But I think it's just so cool that in Paris they have a bunch of a flocks of chickens on top of all these rooftops. Mm -hmm. Imagine your life as a chicken up there. What a view. That yeah. must be yeah. strange. I wonder what they do for flooring yeah um yeah i guess they deposited the earth up there i imagine they must have to shovel it out you think that they put earth clean it out enough. yeah yeah they do put they put a, t a lot of earth on top of the roof so yeah roofs aren't always rated for that right so don't just, just go throwing big piles <laughs> of dirt up on your roof um make sure that it's structurally sound for that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's see. Next, um, there was a funny experiment um, that was done. And maybe people have heard about how babies prefer beautiful faces. And, and um, they've basically found that what beautiful is to humans typically is symmetrical. That typically a symmetrical face is also... Symmetry and ratios, I think. Yeah, it's beautiful, and you know, of course, like certain feminine, masculine qualities. But they've shown that chickens, um, they were, they did an experiment where they had to peck a series of faces Mm -hmm. to gain a food reward, and they ended up pecking um, the beautiful face of men and both women um, that were viewed as traditionally more attractive to humans. Um, I can't remember how much, but quite a bit more often than the other faces. So it showed that chickens prefer to focus, pay attention to a beautiful face. Based on a drawing? <laughs> a photograph. A photograph. Yeah, it's like, a. Um, it's actually, I saw what it was. It was like a digital printout of like, kind of like composite faces ranging from like uh-huh. ones that were rated the most beautiful down but a similar kind of face like there wasn't and all the chicken has to do is pet it peck Peck. at any one of them and get a reward reward. but they chose the so the most beautiful called beautiful so-called beautiful yeah yeah Uh, interesting interesting i'm Mm. suspicious yeah tell me why yeah tell us why you're well because for a lot of reasons but Let's start with that movie where they brought the hawk and the stuffed fox out to the field. Oh, yeah. And tried to scare the chickens. Yeah. And the chickens didn't even recognize the fox as a fox, right? They were totally not fooled at all. Whereas the living actual hawk, they saw that and immediately Mm -hmm. got the hell out of there. Yeah. So I, I find it. I, I suspect that the photograph is just too much of an abstraction, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. can, can, and I, I mean, I don't know, guys, go out and try to scare your chickens with a photograph of a fox mm-hmm. and see what happens. Put, hang a fox picture right next to their feeder and see if they give a care. Mm. I have a feeling the answer will be no. You know, I suspect that you mm-hmm. could wallpaper the inside of their coop yeah. with scary animal photos uh-huh. and they would not care at all. So the idea to me that they would even recognize the human face as like related to a human, I'm suspicious of. Oh. And hmm. then on top of that, that they would pick um, beauty preferences mm. based mm-hmm. on like, oh, those people are attractive. So mm-hmm. I'm going to choose them. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, well, it also implies a mechanic of I should peck at the people that are good looking, which mm-hmm. is like why. But then like that that they would have the same values of good looking is also extremely suspicious to me, especially since yeah. um, hmm. it isn't even universal in humans. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about uh, attractiveness in humans, we're talk we're using a lot of averaging. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I just, I don't know. Mm. I, I wouldn't surprise me to learn 
that somewhere the people conducting the study inadvertently revealed to the chickens their own preference yeah, for those photographs for whatever reason. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like looked at them longer, oh. messed with them more when they were oh, taping that would tell things us down. Something about chickens too. That's interesting. The, the, mm. Well, the chickens are probably study chickens, mm -hmm. so they've learned that the people that handled them are involved in doing things to get food mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if you were that chicken would you study your keeper to say okay well they're messing with that thing a lot so yeah. maybe i should mess with that thing a yeah, lot yeah hmm. i and, don't know it yeah. just it's just seems... a little skeptical sounds like you're not, you're not... i'm highly skeptical yeah. so <laughs> yeah there might be there might be um yeah, just look into it and you can decide for yourself. I thought it was interesting. And yeah. I do know that um, just like corvids, which are ravens, crows, magpies and such, um, chickens can recognize up to a certain amount of faces. Sure. Um, and recall from their memories yeah. certain people. And uh, so that that's, that's kind of cool because for a long time people thought that chickens have no memory that they have a really short memory span and that's not actually no, completely true they, they, they can remember of course things. yeah um yeah so sure they can that's about all for that that's that kind interesting of, kind of interesting i'm going with that study tells us more about people than chickens okay so <laughs> somebody then... tell me why i'm wrong i'd love to hear it <laughs> really all right so onward okay the next thing i thought people might you know, sometimes we think we have it hard here. Oh, the coop is so dirty. Oh, my chicken flew the fence. Oh, well, what if you lived in Brazil? What would Brazil. it be? What would chicken farming be like there? Mm. I found a <laughs> article that was I had some guesses, but kind of uh, mind blowing. Oh, so there's a chicken farmer there, and she was quite perturbed because a six foot boa constrictor. Oh, I've been creeping yeah. into her yard and um, devouring her chickens. So half a dozen at a time. Yeah. So she she hid in the bushes and waited for the thing to come back, and she did battle with the boa constrictor and <laughs> took care of that. And, I bet um, she won, huh? And she won. Yeah. There's a picture of her drape, draping it over this stick, and everybody's looking at it, going, "Ooh." So yeah, that's kind of amazing defend your chickens from giant six foot snakes yeah glad we don't have to deal with that so. yeah i'm i'm don't doubt it yeah so that's that's very interesting and i guess we're ready to go on to the main segment of the show yeah yeah let's do that okay um and that's right let's talk about uh winterizing our coops yeah starting to get a little what brisk out do? there what can we do yeah yeah well depending on where you are in the country especially mm -hmm. some people it's they're already they're there well into it yes yeah. <laughs> uh here we're well it's california yeah we're not having a blistering heat wave anymore let's put it that way no that's nice <laughs> i don't yeah. miss that it no. was toasty today still we've yeah. got a while to go but uh winter isn't all about cold mm-hmm it's also about wet, mm -hmm. so depending again on where you are. So if um, that's your concern, then you also now is also a good time to get started because it's going to get wet here before it gets cold. I think. Right, and I find I prefer to do my yard work when it's still nice out. I don't like to discover 
oh, there's these things I should have done and, and now it's snowing and I'm, mm -hmm. my hands are freezing and not very, I'm losing dexterity because it's so cold and I'm wet out in the rain. So I think yeah. planning ahead saves you a little pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's see. I like to start with location mm -hmm. and uh, putting uh, your putting your chicken coop somewhere that is defensible mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. from uh, rain, mm -hmm. water, and by that I mean falling out of the sky, but also on the ground. Mm -hmm. I, uh, for instance, one time put a chicken coop in just sort of the bottom of the edge of flat spot that was cut cut into the side of a hill so it was directing all this water towards my chicken coop mm. which was bad because mm. you know then it sort of becomes a septic thing mm -hmm. and that's no good so I uh you can save yourself a lot of trouble by just avoiding that in the first place, you know. Yeah. What, where is water coming from? Mm -hmm. Where is water going here? Am I, you know, and think about that so that you don't end up yeah. in in the middle of a seasonal pool. No, sometimes it's possible to reroute water, you know, if it's... It is. Um, you, you can do that. Well, yeah, you've definitely... That's why I'm saying you start, though, by trying to pick a location where... You don't have to do of that course. sort of thing because it's a lot of work. Yes, it is. And yeah, that's the next situation is drainage. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that you can do with drainage. I like uh, to put in uh, trenches mm -hmm. and fill them with gravel, mm -hmm. cover them with newspaper, cover that oh. with... Um, and by newspaper, I mean like a lot of newspaper. Oh, wow. like. Okay an inch or two okay and then cover that with whatever tan bark uh-huh does that whatever. keep the gravel from getting like filled up with dirt dirt yeah and just and the gravel can collect well will collect all of the water in that trench and then uh -huh. you run the downhill side of it to somewhere uh-huh and that'll keep the area around your chicken coop dry which is good if you uh it'll keep any Thing that you have dug down into the ground like posts they'll mm -hmm. last longer ah, you yeah, know yeah. the the drier that all stays the better yeah yeah so that's cool and the idea is being that the water is going to find the path of least resistance so you put right. the pebbles they'll have a lot of air space and they're going right. to go yeah go wherever you route them that yeah way. But you're, then you're not tearing up your yard and having big trenches and things like that it's right kind of yeah, invisible right it, so right yeah, that's the that's idea cool. It all covers up. Oh, okay. Cool. And if you really want to go crazy, you can get leech line, like for a septic field, which is basically four inch, usually, mm -hmm. uh, pipe with holes drilled in it. And then that'll take a lot of water out of there. Cool. Wow. But it has to go somewhere, you know? Yeah. That's the thing is whenever you have a drainage system planned, you have to think about where is the water going. Yeah, yeah, because you want to worry about erosion and what kind of consequences it might happen when it pools somewhere else sure. and what that's going to do. So sure. it doesn't just disappear. <laughs> so the next thing up is flooring. Mm -hmm. And that 
You know, recently I was reading about people with concrete flooring in their chicken coops, oh. which I thought was kind of a lot uh-huh. to do. But, uh, you know, it is better perhaps than the dirt. Mm-hmm. It will keep it drier in yeah. there. It becomes something to clean. But that's only in the sense that, um, you know, if it's soil, it's kind of just composting in there and then you're scraping it out anyway. And do you really want composting going on in there, which is yeah. something we'll talk about later. Yeah. But um, yeah, so concrete is good. Gravel, mm-hmm. sand, there's, you know, various types of litter. In my case, I had a wood floor that had linoleum on it because Mm -hmm. the neat thing about cab overs is that they come with the linoleum floor which makes it ideal for cleaning everything just yeah and you want the litter thick enough that on top of the concrete you don't just leave the birds on the concrete put litter on top of it that um it doesn't hurt their legs they don't Mm -hmm. slip whatever Mm -hmm. like that and yeah it just keeps them up off the damp earth and it keeps the damp in the earth if everything's drained and set up you know proper out of the chicken coop and that's important because what's more dangerous really to birds is um than than the cold is the combination of the cold and the damp yeah because damp can cause freezing yeah Uh, and that can really mess with the birds, whereas there are big feathery fluff balls, so they do have a resistance to uh, cold built yeah. in. They're mostly very good at keeping warm, and you don't really need to worry about That's them true. too much, except down to extreme temperatures. And Shannon is completely right. It's the wet. That's your main enemy, because then you're going to get the frostbite, and um, that's that's why you get it, is moisture. If there's no moisture, then you're not going to have problems with frostbite. I'm just kind of going to hop over to another subject really mm-hmm. quick because it just popped into my head and I think I'm going to forget it otherwise. But if you do live in a very cold area, you might want to think about picking breeds that are better suited for mm-hmm. cold climates, which many of them are. And we're talking about the the big round uh, flat, uh, fat guys with the feathery feet Coaches. and the yeah. small combs mm-hmm. and small wattles, so yeah. that fluffy heads, you know. Yeah. Whereas your warm bird, climate birds, mm-hmm. tend to be lanky, tall, big combs, long mm-hmm. wattles, you know, big floppy floppy combs so yeah you can you can just keep that in mind and not even select have to, breeds for climate yeah you don't even have to know specific breeds but pick those characteristics like a nice little tidy comb tidy yeah. little not wattles feathery feet feathery heads big poofy fluffy That's birds right. and and you don't even you don't have to know any more specifics. like the polish varieties yes. were the kind that i had uh-huh and you got to figure how cold is it in poland yeah very cold cold enough you got to wear like a a poofy <laughs> you gotta look like one of those chickens yeah you gotta you go look out. like one of those chickens <laughs> <laughs> so yeah get get proper breeds if you're really worried about cold mm-hmm. and think about flooring in terms of reducing moisture into the environment including mm-hmm. drainage outside mm-hmm. um, some other things that i've heard of that i think are 
pretty clever ideas is I've seen people just buy a lot of straw, mm-hmm. which and then just surround the chicken coop with straw. Ah, like a as a windbreak mm-hmm. kind of. And insulation, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, maybe put stuff over the top of that. Uh-huh. And then I've heard of people... Um, now, I think this is like a, okay, serious emergency. We've got to keep everybody from freezing to death situation. But mm-hmm. pack they pack uh, buckets or even the whole chicken coop with horse manure, green ah, manure, yeah. something like that that yeah. produces a lot of heat yeah. as it breaks down right and uh that'll drive the temperature up at night that's very interesting i think i would use caution with that not as a solution because i also know that produces a lot of ammonia yes and ammonia can cause blindness and all sorts of things if it's not ventilated properly Mm -hmm. and but then again i guess if you've got enough manure you can open the windows and I would look to like Joel Salatin for that. I know he uses this amazing technique for his pigs where he actually lets them, uh, he leaves their manure in the barn over the winter. He doesn't clean it and it kind of like packs down and and some chemical process that kind of naturally happens keeps it from stinking and it creates a lot of heat and keeps the, the pigs in the barn actually warm with He's probably composting manure. it in place. Yeah, it pretty much. Yeah, because and so because if you compost it fast enough, the smell gets reduced. Yeah, if if there was a way to do I that with guess. chickens properly, I think that guy would have. Well, sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, if there some was good a tips. way, yeah, he would be the guy to look. Joel Salatin's fantastic. Um, I think I would not rely on piling up manure in the no, chicken coop no i don't think so warm. either i, I there's don't. so many other things you can try and... but i have heard of using other animals manure okay. and that's because you can bring it all in and then yeah. pull it all out and yeah. you that's know very like interesting the, those methods are they're disposable like you're buying trucks full of straw mm-hmm. and you just let it get wet, let yeah. it get snowed on, let it whatever, and then you spread it out that, as yeah. time goes on, like you would be doing with your straw anyway, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Or, you know, the manure, you've already got the horses, you can just throw it in there, yeah. scrape it out, throw more in there, scrape uh-huh. it out. Huh. But, you know, this is... Most of the people that are going to hear us are in North America, and most of North America really isn't that cold. Yeah. Even the cold it's, parts it's are true. really not that cold. Yeah. Like, need to go crazy worrying about it cold. Yeah, and people tend to worry about their chickens <clears throat> probably more than they, than need, they need to. Than they need to, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I've, that's another point I wanted to bring up in this uh, episode of the podcast and on this subject is just... A lot of people really think that their birds are a l- way more fragile. Yeah. And I think it's just that they want to think that because they like having pet chickens and that yeah. mean, and that, th- what's the point in having a pet if you can't fuss over it? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but really, most yeah. of this. They don't need sweaters in the winter. They don't not really most need places. the heat lamps. Or... Some places in this country are really Right. I've heard some numbers like 28 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, down to 18. Some, some people say they don't, they don't, 
use um, additional heating things until it gets very cold, like 18, which is, woo, that's I never cold. did. So, it got down to 18 degrees, yeah. 11 degrees, yeah. stuff like that in uh, up where I was living. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, about 17 birds, 25 birds, mm -hmm. usually. Mm -hmm. I only got really crazy and had a hundred of them for one period in yeah, time. It's yeah. not like I had a hundred birds the yeah. entire time, but that was for market. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, about 17 birds about in a cab over. That's yeah. something that fits in the back of a pi pickup truck and, uh, more, it was actually a pop-up, so it's mm -hmm. even smaller than a cab over. There's nothing that goes over the cab in this thing. <clears throat> and, you know, it wasn't super insulated. Right. And one thing to keep in mind is that when you have large flocks of birds together, they will flock and keep each other warm, and their body heat will take care of that. So if you have big numbers of birds, you really don't need to worry as two much as if you have a small, you know, you have two chickens, then maybe yeah, you that's should right. worry, you know, right. a little that's bit more. That's why I mentioned the number of mm -hmm. them, because the more of them there are in a tighter space, the easier it is to keep warm. Definitely. Only two things happened, though. Uh -huh. One time, um, one of my roosters got frostbite in its wattles and comb mm. it got black spots mm. Mm -hmm. and that's not good yeah the other time my favorite hen actually of course it's always your, yeah, favorite, it's always your hen. favorite it's like the law or something it's just don't have favorite hens <laughs> <laughs> resist the temptation yeah. no so but let's see so I screwed this greenhouse plastic over the broken windows of this cab over because somebody smashed out the windows a million years ago. And my bird had managed to jam its foot down between the screwed in plastic. You know, mm, it weird. wasn't totally screwed down all the way across. It was yeah. just like a screw every yeah. couple feet or something. So it jammed its foot through there and um, the foot got frozen. Oh my God. And all wrenched out of place because she couldn't yank Poor it back thing. up through there and it kind of got what cut up. What a weird thing and, to happen. Yeah, it's just one of those things where if a and chicken can figure out a way to do it, they will, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I had it pretty screwed down. It wasn't like loose and floppy. Mm -hmm. That It must have taken some work or like a screw. Something weird. It jammed its foot there and then the screw popped out and so the foot went through or something like that. Huh. But at any rate, yeah. And that that got her a one-week vacation in my bathroom. She got to live in the shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that place had two bathrooms and mm -hmm. I only needed mm -hmm. one, but... And a shower actually makes a really good emergency chicken place. You know, yeah, you can it just totally does. fill it with wood shavings mm -hmm. and then sh scoop it all out when they're done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rinse everything else down. Nothing gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah. It's that's handy. Good. Yeah. So, mm. but that's the only two times. And it froze there. It mm -hmm. snowed there all the time yeah yeah all the time it, it froze hard enough that i could go down to the pond and beat on the ice with a sledgehammer yeah and, and the even though i'm fine. a blacksmith it didn't crack the ice yeah so i know how to swing a hammer but yeah chickens are very sturdy so super cold yeah 
and I never put a heater in there or anything. Yeah, yeah. And they were basically fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, really think about it, folks, because a lot of people burn their chicken coops down with lights, trying to yeah. keep their chickens warm in the winter or in places the where they don't actually need it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, with the egg production thing, I mean. It's nice to get extra eggs, but I kind of feel about my hens like it's okay if they kind of take a little vacation, you know, they they can do other things. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Learn how to store eggs. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too difficult. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, buy a dozen now and then. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. There's a lot of risk involved with the um, heating heating coops in the winter, though. There's a lot of dry flammable material in there. Um, one of the really important things is to match your light bulb that you're going to use if you are going to do this with the proper socket because it, it sounds like a you know to people who know that it sounds obvious but to people who don't they think a, a light bulb just fits in a socket what's the big deal it fits it should work but if it's a larger yeah. watt than it can handle it it's a total fire hazard yeah it's um, basically you using the rest of your lamp as a fuse yeah and do not use <laughs> do not use um teflon coated light bulbs they right. um, yeah they emit poisonous toxic gases that can kill your chickens in an enclosed area so and they can be harmful for humans as well where do you get te- why do they produce t- those oh it's because they're shatterproof oh but there's a lot better ways of dealing with that you should probably use a light bulb that has like a, a cage absolutely yes and, and that, do not use help. an unprotected shatterproof light in bulb a coop yeah yeah absolutely my gosh not. there's your birds hopping around in there. There no could be wildlife flames. hopping around in there. There could yeah. be mice. And by yeah. the way, mice will chew wires. Yes, they like to for some they reason. They seem to live for it. I, I can't understand what would be the appeal, but they really are the, attracted to electrical wires. So they're be cautious and want that. to die. Yeah, I guess so. Suicidal mice. A, I just can't take it. <laughs> Ah, this winter is killing me. I'm Let's so, just get over with I'm quicker. so bored. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but they do. Yeah, yeah. So if you do have to put wiring in your coop, mm-hmm. which I don't know why, I try to avoid it. Yeah. Try to put the wiring where you can see it. Make it safe, yeah. And don't run wires through tight places where a mouse might like to try to squeeze through so this is what they'll do they'll try to squeeze mm-hmm. through a little hole mm-hmm. and then they're like oh it's a little tight in here maybe i'll just yeah. chew around the edges yeah and that's where you put that's your wire bad. so they chew the wire out of the way yeah that's bad one thing you could do that i thought of and this won't work for heating your coop of course but as we've mentioned that's probably not such an issue as a lot of people might think it is but if you want to increase their their light um you can get solar powered um, light bulbs and yeah, try that. Those garden lamps and are pretty easy to move in and out. Uh huh. Yeah, and some just you're are, gonna are go. So easy. I've done that before. Cheap too. I've done that before mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a bunch of them, and back when I thought it mattered. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would take them and stick them in the chicken coop at mm-hmm. night and then when you open up the door in the morning put them out in the yard and yeah. then put them back in yeah. and out and then i finally went you know the chickens are probably okay 
I guess you want a. They uh, are from nature. Like a twenty-five <laughs> watt bulb for this is for egg production and not for heat. For light. Yeah, it's it's just for light. Chickens need about six, fourteen to sixteen hours of light a day to continue maximum egg right. production and. Right. Um, so you want about a 25 watt light bulb per 40 square feet. And the reason this is important is because too much light can cause your chickens stress and can decrease the egg laying capacity. So And it's a hotter bulb and yes. that makes it more likely to catch yeah. fire. One thing you can do which is really interesting is there's um, a thermostat controlled outlet. It's just like basically like a type of extension cord that hmm. has some sort of device to sure. measure heat and when it gets down below a certain temperature it'll it'll turn on a heat uh, heat lamp. So that's a good thing for heat, not for smart. light, but that way you're not running it just all the time cuz they're that's kind of good. power hogs too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. You know, another thing you can do uh is what is jokingly referred to as the theoretical permaculture greenhouse. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, it's called the theoretical permaculture greenhouse because it's something that gets talked about all the time in permaculture, uh -huh. but well, the joke is that nobody's actually done it. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it's just one of these things that people like to talk about doing and then never actually do. But the idea is that you incorporate chickens into your greenhouse. So they're actually oh. living inside of your greenhouse and they theoretically keep the plants free of bugs which mm. is a problem in greenhouses because greenhouses overpopulate bugs. I, I see why this is theoretical. <laughs> yeah because how do you keep the chickens from killing everything in your greenhouse? Yeah because they like to eat my plants mostly. I always hope they'd eat the bugs but... Right well the theory I guess is that you wire off all of your plants oh, so yeah, in within yeah. the greenhouse so they uh -huh. can't get in there but the bugs are still cruising around so yeah nice. or maybe you grow things in there that they can't eat i, I don't know yeah see when i did huh. this i had i did this i made a greenhouse by um getting a bunch of greenhouse plastic finding a free metal framed gazebo on mm. craigslist where mm. the cloth top rotted off yeah people throw those away yeah what <laughs> that they they, they uh, get one of those things and then they leave it out in their yard and hardly ever use it and mm -hmm. then the cloth top rots off and then they go to see how much it takes to replace that and go how many times have i used this yeah. how much is this thing i'll just get rid of it yeah so anyway they make a great uh, greenhouse frame Rad. because they've already got doorways cut in them yeah, they've got cool. a bottom wall for you to nail to it's Attractive easy to build shells too. off of mm -hmm. well you're going to cover the whole thing with plastic but mm -hmm. yeah and i suppose you could do that from the inside which might look kind of i did mine on the outside yeah mine also had a straw bale wall uh -huh. that i added for thermal mass cool. um that was the basic idea was to make a thermal mass greenhouse so uh -huh. i had a health spa which is like a single person deep hot tub oh. so it was sort of like a four foot deep pond uh -huh. that was two by four yeah feet yeah you know and that was my frog uh i what was it i called it i called it my frog generator frog generator do yeah. you have frogs move in and, and laying eggs and stuff yeah oh that sounds like a very Be yummy treat for chickens i bet they eat tadpoles yeah i imagine yeah yeah and um, 
then I had a little chicken coop built onto the side of it and the thermal mass wall. So the water in the pond um, would get heated by the sun and then that would warm the greenhouse all night long. Mm. And the same is true for the straw bale wall, which is coated with concrete. Mm -hmm. So the greenhouse is constantly filling with heat from the sun and then that heat gets transferred into mm -hmm. the water and the wall, and yeah. then that radiates out heat. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the chickens there, which are of course respirating, mm -hmm. doing what chickens do, mm -hmm. and all that gives off heat. Okay. So it's theoretically, um, you know, that'll keep your chickens warm. Interesting. So huh. that's another that's way to do cool. it: is build your chicken if you've especially good if you've only got like two three yeah. chickens is just attach them to a greenhouse or make your chicken run mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a uh just cover it with greenhouse plastic mm -hmm. and you know you want to ventilate that correctly so that in the summer all of that doesn't that's the other thing too is that you know in the summer uh that water and the wall are absorbing the heat nice so it's yeah. thermoregulation in both directions good, good year round huh yeah cool. so i had a couple chickens live like that and it nice. worked and uh yeah they were nice and toasty in the winter yeah that's mm -hmm. very cool i lived in a house once i'll just be real quick because i know we got a lot of material to cover but um where they had the door that went outside and then they had kind of a covered porch and they wrapped the covered porch in plastic, I imagine you could put a little bit of chicken wire and the plastic around that and have the heating from your house going in there mm -hmm. every time you open the door and heat escapes and that could be serving two purposes. Mm -hmm. So it's not That's as true. involved, but what another yeah. way of like capturing your resources. You could even attach <clears throat> a little greenhouse onto your chicken coop mm. and that would you know, like make them a sunroom basically. Yeah, or even like put make black chickens plastic a around sunroom. It. It's just like really absorbing the sun's rays mm -hmm. and yes and whatnot mm -hmm. yeah yeah because i just i'd rather not pay to heat the chickens for sure especially with all the risks involved all yeah, yeah especially with all the risks yeah definitely so what else have you got over there oh well i've, I've just got like a over your spinning yarns yeah uh, quite a few tips and just things to remember as you're you're um getting your coop ready for winter um of course we, we already talked about needing clean abundant bedding to avoid frostbite and keep them off of um the floor i've read that hay retains heat better than wood shavings so if you have a choice um use that at least that's that, what i've um i would my believe research that has indicated no that's uh -huh. the the hay is as a hollow interior yeah, cavity there you go whereas shavings wouldn't well that makes total sense that's a primary um mm -hmm. you know it's wave. like hollow fill thermals yeah yeah but anyway so something um really to think about as well is to do your predator patrol and look for any anything that you need to fix ahead of time and just do your reinforcements because all predators and animals are going to be more hungry and more desperate in the winter months they have less food so your chickens are going to look they might do a little more work than they they would have done in the um, abundant fall seasons um, so you want to go around and check the roof for cracks or holes and um, repair those before the rainy season oh sure um, yeah because you know if you if you don't check that you go re 
replace all your bedding and then then before you know it you're like oh i've got a leak in the roof now i got to take all that wet bedding out because you can't have that and make it'll make mm -hmm. more work for yourself mm -hmm. um so some some things there's um a lot of things you can do to insulate the coop um shannon mentioned a lot already with the the bales of hay and and other things like that um one thing i'm going to mention um now and maybe again because it's just so important as far as the frostbite um situation is is that a lot of people um think they and they maybe do need to insulate their coop really well and but the crucial thing is you must must have ventilation as much as you're you're um, insulating you have to have ventilation because without ventilation you're going to have moisture and that's yep. the source of the frostbite um there's um right. even a the, the moisture in the air lands on their sensitive red yeah parts and, and then freezes yes and um you know you could put coconut oil or vaseline on that a few mm -hmm. times day a day to um prevent frostbite but really you're you're not preventing the root of the problem and if you get a little more ventilation in there and make sure you're not building up moisture by over insulating you know if you're yeah. putting tarps you're putting things that aren't breathable on there and um also you know some people uh you know there, there's that uh polyurethane kind of styrofoam stuff you could put that on there but make sure you put it on the outside because i've I've experienced this firsthand. I don't have any explanation for it, but chickens love to peck apart styrofoam and they'll eat yeah. it. They'll eat it. I don't know what it is about it, but I've given them like to-go containers several occasions and gone back and been like, holy moly, they've like torn it into millions of tiny little bits. Yeah, and, that's... And it looked like some of it was missing, so I can only assume they... generally should be... They ate it. Protected, <laughs> except straw. Yeah. There's a lot of um, poultry farmers who are really into these um, wood chips. open air um, poultry poultry um, enclosures, even in the winter. So you can research about that. There's there's a lot of people who suggest that um, you know the the open air and just keeping all moisture out of there is is fine. That we shouldn't yeah. be too concerned about um, you know wrapping them up so tightly and and uh, enclosing them with the, the no. insulation. So. And in fact, it's just really a question of airflow. Yeah. One yeah. time up on the mountains before I got a proper thing to live in, I got one of those metal garden sheds and set it up uh -huh. out there and slept in it. Uh -huh. And I freshly assembled it so it was all nice and tight. And yeah. even that, those things have little air holes between yeah. the panels and stuff like that. And when I woke up at night, um, or in the morning, uh -huh. the sun had come out and was hitting the metal roof, and there were all these little icicles oh, uh, wow. that were heating up and then falling and hitting me in face. the face. That that <laughs> oh, was me. Awful. That was me breathing. Yes, yeah. my breathing had produced that moisture in the air, which had frozen to the ceiling of the thing. Yeah. So it can actually become more moist inside of the environment than outside of it. It's absolutely true. If you've ever slept in a van or a truck when it's really cold out and had everything, yeah. ra you know, all the windows up Yeah, it would happen when I'd slept in the van up you there, too. You had condensation dripping, mm -hmm. you know, from the skylights. And it's kind of intense. A lot of moisture and builds up. Ironically, uh, 
you can actually reduce the chance of your birds freezing by giving them more ventilation to the yes. cold outside, which yeah. is a weird idea, but it's true. It's very counterintuitive. That's why I wanted to mention it over and over. Now, on the other hand, there's the other side of that, which is wind chill. So, yeah. you know, don't just leave all the doors and exactly. windows open and let them freeze to death. That's but... exactly what you need to do is you need to prevent wind chill. They need a wind block because if that wind is get, they their feathers do a great job. But if the yeah. wind is blowing so blowing hard that it's the getting heat out from between from their, their feathers, feathers then, um, right. you know, they're pretty much wearing like a giant parka, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, if the wind's getting under there, then that. Yeah. So, yeah, Shannon, Shannon's absolutely right about about that. It's a more per- more permeable than a parka, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the air can get between those feathers. Yes, yes. So that's that's the thing. You don't want chill wind chill, but you do want air circulation so yeah. that the water in the air gets cycled yeah. out. Yeah, essentially prevent wind chill, keep water out of there, and provide ventilation. You're going to be doing good for with your chickens. That's, you do those three things. That's about that. With mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you want to say anything else about that? or I think that's a pretty good rundown. Okay. I've got a few more things here. So, um, sure. Um, one thing that you're going to encounter in your coop when it's freezing out is things like the, the eggs are going to freeze if it's cold enough. <sighs> and then they're going to crack because they expand in the shell and you're going to have a bunch of useless eggs unless you want to thaw them out and use them immediately. So... It's more important during the cold season to check your chickens frequently bring the eggs inside more often. Don't wait days. Um, you know, they're oh. going to crack, thaw, get all over the place. The chickens might eat them, make a mess, and just make your life Learn the habit miserable. Eating, so, which is bad. There's that. And then there's um, your water for your chickens is going to yeah, freeze. that's a lot of things. So uh, if you want to do it the hard way, you can um, be bringing them water that's maybe even slightly warm Mm -hmm. several times a day so they have a fresh source of water. But they actually make um, poultry waterers now with a heated base that you can plug into an outlet and it it keeps the water from freezing. So that's a pretty cool option. Remember Um, that hoses freeze too. Yes, they do. So... Get, get, get them, keep Make them Make sure running everything's a insulated. Bit. Yeah, and insulate. Because you definitely don't want to break a pipe anywhere near where your birds are and have a swamp. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, seen things like, um, they used to call them pig warmers in our wildlife rescue place. I don't know if that's what everyone calls them, but they're basically like a heating pad, but they're enclosed in a hard Probably. plastic. And you can attach that to the wall and that'll radiate heat and those are kind of cool because um they don't they don't have the fire um possibilities like the lamps and heaters and things like that do even though you could have an electrical fire designed to make difficult to catch on fire yeah um even for pigs yeah (laughs) and um something that we might really rarely think about is that chickens take their dust baths um, to control mites and they aren't really going to be able to do that in frozen solid wet ground so you might want to think about providing them a little special dust bathing area in the coop so that they can do that Mm -hmm. Um, 
That's a good idea. Um, chickens don't need to wear sweaters. Um, their body no. temperature is about 104 to 105 degrees. And um, although this is a good time to think about toys, <laughs> yeah, they will get bored. So if they're trapped inside, yeah. So you can give them. We have a whole show about chicken toys, which is yes, we do. Pretty cool. You could check that out. Um, you can add more fat to their diet in the winter. You can probably up, a good idea. Up the amount of grains they have because mm -hmm. their their metabolism is basically what's going to help them generate heat and fill up that fluffy down blanket that they live in and keep really really warm. Um, you can give them some Im immune system boosting things like um, garlic or apple cider vinegar and. There's mm -hmm. this uh, poultry oil, basil oil. That might be a good idea to mm. um, give them a little supplements, more fat, more immune boosting foods in the winter. And um, great. That, yeah. 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 If the ground's covered with snow, mm -hmm. they're going to need uh, little, little gravel pieces gravel and bits. stuff yep. for the crop. Good point. Yeah. I didn't think of that at all. So. I was just thinking one thing you could probably do is out where in your yard somewhere, make a dust uh, bath and gravel area mm -hmm. and just cover it up with a tarp. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then when yeah. it snows, just pull the tarp up. Let the chickens go wild. I mean, it's not going to help if you have like six feet of snow or something. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And other than that, just you got to clean the coop out more frequently because as we mentioned yeah. a million times, the moisture is not your friend. Mm -mm. So, you know, just takes a little more more work and um, yeah. your chickens are good at surviving they're 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 made to last mostly <laughs> don't overthink it yeah it, unless you live in a very cold area but these are all really great things to make your chickens just as happy as happy as possible and all, yeah. make sure all their needs are met during the changing seasons so your little friends can have the best life as possible <laughs> right on yes well fantastic and we're probably going to call that a show. Yeah. We've been going on for a bit. Yeah. We hope you're all well prepared for winter. Yeah, stay Remember, cozy. Remember, it comes up on you faster than you think. <laughs> and coming up on you faster than you think also is the Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast Facebook page. See how <laughs> fast that came up on you? Ooh. <laughs> and not just the page, but the group page. Please come and say hi to us over there. We uh, love to hear from you guys, and we love to share stuff with you. It's a lot of fun. Check out our website. Amber added some new art photos, and we're really planning on building that mm -hmm. up soon. I think I may be giving away an audio book, an ancient yeah, audio book Victorian full of ancient poultry. audio chicken Yoda wisdom. Woo! that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be giving that away uh on the website i think i just yes. decided that right now so you might have to venture into foreign territory oh my goodness maybe i'll make people leave a the comment on the, the forum i don't uh -huh. know <laughs> uh, feel free to contact us you can contact us through the web page and tell us about why it is that chickens like photographs of pretty people. How else can they just bask in the incredibleness? Uh, well, you can get a hold of us on iTunes. Yeah. Leave us a review, 
rate the show, tell us what you think about it. That helps other people find our show, and then they in turn will also share cool things with us that we can share with everybody. And we get so excited that we love. And we the get chicken posse so gets bigger. <laughs> yeah, we love to hear that people right. are listening because we don't really know. We don't know what happens out there in the world. So when someone comments, I never go out in the world. Yeah, we just we're sh chicken shut-ins. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> What else do we do? Chicken shut-in? Mm, I think you already mentioned the Pinterest page. Which no, is... I didn't oh, mention the Pinterest page. I've got hundreds of hundreds? Really, yeah, really cool chicken pictures. And oh my gosh. many of them are attached to fascinating articles on the Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast page on Pinterest. Yeah. So check it out. Right on. Right yeah. On. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in once again, and we will talk to you again next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Not responsible for eye injuries caused by chickens. Cebu Mato. You've got to know your chicken. International House of Chickens. I know my chickens.
The other was a blue. I know a chicken. You got to know you a chicken. 